Hey everyone, Bert Alcorn here. Um, if you've been listening along to the podcast, you know we're kind of right in the middle of a series, uh, journeying through and investigating um, the journey we are on at, as a church, um, uh, this Anthem 2.0 journey. Uh, and we're going to continue that, and, and I didn't want to detract from that, but I did want to just pop in here and make a um, uh, pastoral comment um, on what most of us witnessed last night. Uh, so I'm recording this on Wednesday, September 30th. Last night, Tuesday night, was the first 2020 presidential debate. Uh, my wife and I, Sherry, we caught about half of it. Um, and like many of you left um, wondering why I spent so much time watching it, <laughs> um, was not super excited about about what I was seeing there <laughs> for, for many different reasons. And I think one of the, and I, you know, obviously we immediately jumped onto social media, Instagram, Facebook, and just try to get a feel for what people in our lives were saying. You know, I popped on my news app and, and, uh, you know, I've shared this with you guys before, but I try to read really widely. So I went to New York Times, CNN, NPR, Fox News, just to see what people were saying and commenting on, um, the trash can fire that was the first presidential debate uh, that did not seem very presidential at all. And as I'm just browsing through people's opinions and um, and people's comments and reactions, um, I, I was just struck with such a sense of um, uh, of of homelessness, of of political homelessness. Um, as a follower of Jesus, um, it is very difficult and near impossible, I would probably say actually impossible to associate yourself 100% with either party's platform or candidate. Um, be, being a Jesus follower today means you're politically homeless. And what I saw on my social media feeds was that Christians in my sphere maybe haven't grasped that yet. I, I think both on the left and on the right, um, I saw Christians trying to hang on and justify their side and demonize the other side. And I was just, and we did a whole series on how Christians should engage in politics back in the spring. Go back and listen to the podcast if you're interested in that. I think that holds up now more than ever. Um, but I just wanted to pop on here and remind anyone who might be listening that if you follow Jesus, you are a political exile. You are politically homeless. There is no political party that will perfectly fit the values of the kingdom of God. Neither one. And it doesn't, and it doesn't matter if, if the things you are deeply caring about, you know, seem more important and sort of brush away the other issues. And, and that's just an incredibly simplistic, non-nuanced view of, of the kingdom of God and, and politics. To look at either party's political platform and to think a Christian can fit neatly into either one is... Uh, naive or, um, you know, or, or exposing some gaping blind spots. Um, truly living the way of Jesus will offend both the right and the left. Um, you know, does that mean Christians shouldn't be part of political parties? I, I, that's a matter of wisdom and discernment, you know. Um, and I, I don't know if it can be the most helpful thing. You can probably make an argument that it might be a helpful thing. That's that's fine. I think that's also not the point. The point is that actually following the way of Jesus will offend people on the right and the left. Uh, a little while ago, Tim Keller, who's a pastor and author, wrote a great opinion article for New York Times. Um, and uh, and it, it was deeply stirring and, and helpful and inspirational to me. And and he was and he was saying in this and, and, and in one other place that following the Bible in the earlier church 
um, what seemed to characterize followers of Jesus were, were a few primary things. Um, and, and kind of five primary things, although there's so much more, but he kind of called out five primary things. And I think they're really helpful. And these are my rewording of what he says. Um, but basically those five things were first, a tangible and disproportional care and hospitality for the poor, the oppressed, the refugee, and the marginalized. Second, a rejection of all forms of racism, hate, division, and classism, and an embrace of racial justice and reconciliation and becoming a multiracial, multiethnic, multigenerational community. Third, a self-denying culture of forgiveness, reconciliation, and enemy love. Fourth, a passion for the sanctity of life from womb to tomb, knowing that each and every human is made in the image of God, So protecting the lives of the unborn, the marginalized, the broken, and those who cannot speak for themselves are crucial. And a sexual counterculture committed to the historical biblical sexual ethic of purity and sex for marriage. Now, some of those seem oppressively conservative, uh, particularly um, the sanctity of human life and a sexual countercultural. And some of those seem radically liberal, right? A disproportional care and hospitality for the poor, oppressed, marginalized, and a rejection of all forms of racism and becoming a multi-ethnic people. And one of those is conveniently abandoned by both the left and the right, a self-denying culture of forgiveness, reconciliation, and enemy love. All to say, the kingdom of God does not neatly fit into any political party or system, so stop trying to make it. It does not fit. Christian, if you are listening, you follow Jesus, to the Christian, you are a political exile. Do not buy into the whole party platform, whatever that party is. Do not view one candidate or another as the one who will fix everything. Do not lose your prophetic voice to those in your tribe or outside of your tribe. Do not forget that you are first citizens of heaven and second citizens of America or whatever country you live in. So to the Christian, in all of this, imagine what a radical commitment to obedience to scripture and the way of Jesus would communicate to this world of chaos, confusion, individualism, self-autonomy, and tribalism. And it was because the early church did not neatly conform to the culture around them, but rather challenged it in love and lived out a different way that the movement of Christianity had such an impact. What if we weren't so concerned with fitting into the categories and social or political molds of our current culture, but rather we were concerned with conforming to the image of Jesus? What kind of effect could that have on the culture around us? This is the first presidential debate. There's going to be more. I'm sure it's going to get worse. And um, what seems like (laughs) uh, every person's commentary on the debate uh, last night was that in all of this, we lost. Um, It just what we had two squabbling people um, going back and forth and and, and there was no winning there. there. There was no win for our country, win for the people of God. Um, Expect more of that and don't be too surprised, don't be too disheartened, or don't get too excited about whatever happens in the next month because as a follower of Jesus, you do not fit neatly into a political party. You are politically homeless, you are political exile, and the way of Jesus will offend those on the right and the left. But like the early church, what if we were not so concerned 
with offending those on the right or the left, but concerned with obeying Jesus and obeying scripture. So love you guys. Thanks for listening in. Um, I'm sure the next month and a half is only going to get crazier. So if I can encourage you, whatever your intake of news and social media is, make sure your intake of the things of God and scripture are outweighing those other things. It can be easy to lose hope. It can be easy to get wrapped up and caught up in whatever in the outrage machine of our day. And my challenge and encouragement to you is let the, the voice of God, the voice of his people, uh, scripture, prayer, worship, let those things shape and form you before the world shapes and forms you. So love you. We'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming tomorrow. Hope this is encouraging and helpful. See you later.